Hello geeks, sweaters and birds of a feather To those who sweat because it's geeky And those who geek to get sweaty For this is your podcast giving you news, reviews and film interviews We watch films to save you hassle Welcome to Geek Sweat presented by the adventurous Akosh. Hello. The delectable Dom. Hey. And the marvellous Malachi. Hello. And we are also uh, bringing back our other co-host, the salacious Stephen. Hello. And I am here as the tremendous Trevor to walk and talk you through Geek Sweat. And we are going to discuss trailer trash talk. Um, can I just say, go for it. If if you were any more enthusiastic throughout that yeah. um, intro, you would be able to actually lift your head off the pillow. Lift my head off the pillow. Yeah, you're lying down right now, man. Do you want to say it with more enthusiasm? No, it's fine. We we, we have to put persevere forward. It's not really the lying down that I have a problem with. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the, the hands. Other thing. It's yeah, the hand business. The hands. No, because you've point. This is pointed down. I've got to be down here to do it. No, you were just looking off into the distance. Huh? Thinking, oh, I wonder what I'm going to eat <laughs> when I get home. <laughs> no, because it's hot here, man. And it's hard to concentrate. But, um, yeah, so... we. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I'm really hot. hot. So, um, we're going through the um, trailers now of uh, new things that seem to be coming out. Not now, but in a couple of months or next year. So, it looks like we can actually time our trailers to actually review stuff which is still going to be in advance that'd be a cool thing yeah yeah yeah, I agree okay now you're the one who's not really who's not really paying attention so what is um, we're going to review trailers of forthcoming films that are not out yeah but now we're doing forthcoming films that are going to be out long enough so when the episode comes out we're going to be in in sequence well we hope so (laughs) well hopefully this will be edited before 2019 no pressure. No, yeah, no pressure, MK. Well, some of, some of the editing <laughs> jobs you've given me on the past episodes, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, um, what we're trying to do now, we, we're trying to go through a review of something called Glass. So this is the new M Night Shyamalan film. Are we ready? No, can you say that word again? Glass. No. <laughs> the, the, other director, one. the director's name. M Night Shyamalan. No, it's not that. What is it? What is it? Um, What's his name? Shyamalan, isn't it? I thought it's. What is that? A what? phonetic reading of his name? Yeah, I think what, it's Shyamalan. Do want, okay, what? What do you want? Yeah. Do you want to are read? You going, it? Are you going on to uh, Google to do the pronunciation of it? Akos, pronounce the name for us, please. One second. Okay. It's one second. <laughs> M Night, one second. Yeah. <coughs> I've got M Night Shyamalan. Because well, there's an well, S-H-Y. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're reading it. Okay, how do you want to pronounce it? How everyone else pronounces it when the trailer Okay, is. so pronounce it then. <coughs> I, okay. I know it's not that. that. That's why it stuck out to no, me. No, I'm waiting for you to pronounce it. I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> so why are we doubting the way it's pronounced? Stephen, <laughs> how, I, how do you pronounce the surname? That's not how... No, no, let Stephen pronounce it. Shalaman. Shalaman. Yeah. So there's no Y-M. See, look, you're even Shalaman. looking confused now. Yeah. Shamalan. 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 Exactly. Shyamalan. 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 Okay, Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Look, it's, it's actually in IMDb. 
Okay. I'll pronounce it the IMDb way. Akosh, how's it pronounced? How the man wants his name pronounced. Akosh, how do you pronounce it? That. Yeah, exactly. Okay. M Night Shyamalan. He's made at least one good film. Has made a little. No, I think he's made two good films. I think I enjoyed Unbreakable and no, Unbreakable and Sixth Sense. Yeah. Okay. I said he's he's made he's made he's made at least one good film. Can you okay. at least pronounce the man's name how he wants it to be pronounced? Shyamalan. Instead of Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Okay, Stephen, you introduced this new film for us because I'm doing it all the way wrong. Uh, this film is called Glass, and it is the new feature from Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Do we have time to talk about the film? Obviously not impressed. So that's a January 2019 release. What do we think of that? Um, well, obviously, he's mixed in his second film, Unbreakable, yeah. and his second film and also his second best film, and he's mixed it in with his most recent film, film which is 
Probably a slight improvement on some of the previous <laughs> films he'd done. Yeah. But it is a little bit like the Rolling Stones doing a live album and they do material from their early good albums and mm. some less good material from their recent albums and mix it all together. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking it's a good opportunity in film to see Samuel Jackson, Bruce yeah, Willis. Unbreakable was the first one, but not the second one. Yeah, oh, okay. was first. What do you mean? The Sixth Sense was first. First what? M. Night Shyamalan's first film was The Sixth Sense, and the second film was Unbreakable. The Sixth Sense was the third uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, we'll check it. (laughs) M. Night. Um, So basically, um, for me... Sorry, what was that, Trevor? M. Night... M. Night Shyamalan. Have I got it right now? Um, So... I mean, basically for me, with this film, whilst we're checking out who, which order the films are made in, um, I think it's a good opportunity to see Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson and James McAvoy in the same film. So I don't think that's ever been done before. And this is like a good opportunity to see those three talents alongside each other. So I'm excited for that reason. Uh, looking at the history, it seems like um, in terms of feature films... Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's film it looks like the second film he, would, he did do was Unbreakable I think the second feature film was Unbreakable because you've got The Sixth Sense and then Unbreakable no yeah the, the Unbreakable was, was the fourth one you want to say it's the fourth one okay fourth feature film okay it is both two one other feature film are we comparing Vanguard okay we'll say okay Sixth Sense is the third feature film and then Unbreakable is the fourth one and then was it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve? Unlucky thirteen. The thirteenth film was Split. So, yeah, cool. Uh, well, the thing is, I think it is strange that there's this kind of sixteen-year gap between Unbreakable and then Split to kind of turn it into a trilogy. But I think that's got more to do with um, he probably was not having a good time getting this idea commissioned, you know? Well, also, looking at his filmography, you have to say that <laughs> Lady in the Water, The Happening, The Last Airbender, and After Earth is the most miserable, terrible run that an A-list director has what? ever had. Mm. Lady in the Water, like Those it. are four one-star films on the spin. <laughs> I mean, I think The Village is a bit tenuous as well. But the um, I, I see what I mean. He's it's, it's, it's probably on this been this downward spiral to to make it difficult to work with Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel Jackson again. Pie in season one is very good. Yeah, but I think to do one episode from that might not be enough to get him commissioned to do a feature film. No, I think he's also executive producer. Yeah. But After Earth was, I think, a bad film. That's the Will Smith. Yeah, Le- Le- <laughs> leaves his son on the planet or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me... I am probably caught up with the whirlwind of um, uh, superhero films that are out at the moment or been out for the last five or six years. But I am interested to watch that. It seems like James McAvoy has to do all of his own stunt work because I think um, Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis seem to probably be out of shape. So all of the action scenes seem to be resting on James McAvoy's shoulders. But I'm willing to give it a chance. So I think I'd watch that in the cinema. Uh, actually, I like, I like it. And, uh, Unbreakable and, um, and, uh, and the, uh, 
other ones for Leeds. Uh, I think, yeah. So, cinema, wait for cinema. it to. Okay, see it for cinema. How about yourself, MKH? Um. What I noticed from that trailer and watching Split, um, M. Night Shyamalan has a unhealthy interest in teenage white girls. Someone needs to check his closet. And maybe James McAvoy's chest as well. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's really weird. That's what I got from that, that trailer and watching Split. It's, it's, it's unhealthy. Can I say something? Because I haven't actually seen Split. That scene with James McAvoy, is that an excert from no, Split or is no, that a brand new shot? That's a brand new shot, but okay. that's exactly what he did in Split. Okay, that's what okay. I thought when I saw that. I was yeah. like, uh-oh, yeah. he's at it again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's creepy. Okay. Um, I, I don't think I'll see it in cinema. Uh, online? Uh, yeah, probably wait for it to come out. He's had too many misses, Okay. this guy. You don't trust him anymore? No. Okay. So you're keeping your ten pound fifty in your pocket. What's happening, man? Can we like <laughs> just address that for a moment? The happening was Mark Wahlberg saying, Gosh, "I want to be in an M Night Shyamalan film." Well, I did include it in you know that real nightmare run he had. Yeah. Let me say it again: Lady in the Water, The Happening, <laughs> The Last Airbender, <laughs> After I, I, Earth. Lady in the Water, I, I like it. Do you like it or do you like Paul Giamatti? Him. <laughs> What do you mean? No, but honestly, do you like honestly? Do you like Lady in the Water? Or do you like Paul Giamatti? That's two different things. Do you like the lead actor Paul Giamatti, or do you like Lady in the Water? Because he's a likable lead actor. Uh, okay, I don't what Paul, I, I Paul Giamatti. I know, I know. Is yeah, it, but I, I like the movie. Yeah, you, you like it as a whole package. Yeah, yeah. So you're not. You yeah. So you're basically not. You're not just saying I like this guy. You're saying you like the whole movie. Yeah. I like Okay, cool, cool. And you, you don't like you haven't seen Avengers yet, have you, or any Marvel? <laughs> How do you? What do you think of it? I don't know what to talk about. Okay, and then the <laughs> Avengers is for another conversation. Let's bring on to Stephen. Stephen, uh, you got three choices here, and you're new to this. Um, you've just seen the trailer of Glass. You got three options: watch it at the cinema, wait for it to come out online, and that could be Netflix, Amazon, or any of the dark web places you choose to go, or uh, give it a miss. Really? Yeah. For what reason? I'm not a big M. Night Shyamalan fan. And what was it that it was that that run of one star wonders that he created? Or well, what? I mean, I saw the Sixth Sense, and then my cousin bought me signs. Yeah. For my birthday, I didn't like. That. So he ruined your birthday. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I had to watch it three times. <laughs> Why did you have to watch it three times? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. I, it's not. It's, it's not the sort of thing that appeals to me. I'm yeah. Afraid. You know what? This is strange because M. Night Shyamalan, as you'd like to call it, Shyamalan, Shyamalan, yeah. Uh, he's made one film that every he's made at least, like you said, one film that is very good that everyone likes. But he also seems to have made at least two films that everybody hates. But he's really smug, and I think yeah. he thinks that he's too smart for his audience. I think that's what people don't like about him. Yeah, he's trying to be too. So the arrogance is getting yeah. in the way. Of the film. It's like, look at my writing prowess and how I've tricked you into thinking one way. Yeah. And I've revealed it. He thinks he's a magician. Yeah. He needs to calm down. Yeah, I think, I do think it is hard to see Unbreakable as the first installment of a trilogy, considering there's a 16 year gap between the first one and the second one. And I think it feels like a fix that he's trying to do. But what we've got so far is um, two, we're going to see at the cinemas. Dom, it's, it's all rising on you. Yeah, to average this out. I'm gonna see it on Netflix. 
on Netflix or another streaming service. Okay, so Legal. I <laughs> do you know what? So because we've got two, um, we'll see at the cinemas and one give it a miss. I think that brings it down to an average of we recommend that you watch this when it comes out online. How? How's that? Because Steve's <laughs> average that. Now. Yeah, have you voted? Yeah, of course I voted. Yeah, you said you'd watch it online. So. Wh- and Dom said he'd watch it online. Uh, but me and Akos said we'd watch it in a cinema. But because Stephen said, because me, because Steve said he he's gonna give it a miss, that brings us down. I brought the, um, the you brought the average down. Yeah, down. you gotta learn your math, son. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the visit, the visit was very good. Did you see the visit? The visit. Yeah. The visit. Um, I haven't seen the visit now. It's very, it's, it's very good. It's very okay. Alright, that might be the saving grace But right now, a glass When it comes out in 2019 Save your money, keep it in your pocket Wait for it to come out on a streaming service Okay, so now we're going to try another uh, Trailer Do we want to go in alphabetical order? Or do you want to pick you got a choice, you got Godzilla Crazy Rich Asians How many trailers have you got there? I'm lining them up yeah, which ones do you want to look at? Godzilla. Godzilla. Okay, the curiosity about Godzilla's come out now. So we can talk through the trailer. This one's called Godzilla, King of Monsters. Uh, at, um, Akosh, could you find out for us, please? Or we might say this as we, as we go through. It's got Millie Brown, I think it is, from Stranger Things. Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown, yeah, thank you. Who's directing it? Who is he? It's actually quite dark. I know, why, why did he turn us a light? Because you can't so see the whole projector. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening right now? We've got a better look at the screen here. We're using a projector. Is this an extension of the King Kong that came out? I hope not. No, I'll tell you why. Because the King Kong did introduce Tom Hiddleston's King Kong introduced the Titans idea. So what we're seeing is like this scientific reasoning for these massive creatures to exist. Okay. That was a free-headed thing, wasn't it? Why did they let him say that? That was Charles Dance. In a and Game of Thrones callback. Yeah. Okay. I think we've got issues with this, but I, I think someone else has got a lead on it. I think that was ridiculous. And 
So this is Godzilla, King of the Monsters, coming out in May 2019, um, where they seem to have shoehorned the concept that there is a series of monsters living below the Earth's surface waiting to emerge. There appears to be like three different monsters in this, including Godzilla, a three-headed winged beast, and another winged beast, and Mothra. a Mothra. Okay. <laughs> Mothra used to be Mothra. Godzilla's in the the old Japan, the actual original Japanese okay. Godzilla films. Mothra but wasn't was Mothra name. Godzilla's ally more was often he than not? Was he? Yeah. I okay. think, and it was a I she, mean, wasn't it? I mean, don't forget this is Hollywood, so if we reintroduce the characters, anyway, which way they want. It's Godzuki in it, though. I don't know. I think Godzuki was only in the cartoons. Uh, yeah. I, I. It seems like so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> There are sweet monsters in Godzilla, is that what you're saying? There um, were a lot of sweet monsters in the Japanese original. Um, what I think... Okay, there's two things that I'm not sure if I like about this film. One is the fact that they've got this family, which has uh, Millie Bobby Brown is, seems to be the daughter of, where it's like, it's, one of, it's like the mother is a scientist, and it seems like the father's connected to the military by the looks of it. And it's the way to kind of... Sh- show of the science versus the army version of how to tackle these monsters and um, they seem to shoehorn Charles Dancing to do, do some Game of Thrones callback lines but um, what do you guys think of it? The three-headed monster is a Gehidora 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 I'm not a big Godzilla fan of the cinema era I've, I've always kind of seen Godzilla on TV and I'm in black and white and I've just kind of got on with it but I think this film is missing some of the fun factor and okay. some of the charm that yeah. um, the best of the originals have right. and why is that? well um, actually the first Godzilla film is pretty serious um, you know because it was like a metaphor for the destruction that Japan had after the second world war and, the and it was as well, yeah. yeah doesn't the radiation create Godzilla. It does, yeah. yeah. And you have to remember this was within 10 years of the um, the nuclear bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki that had killed, like, I can't remember the exact number, but thousands and thousands of people. So there was that in the first Godzilla and gradually it became a lot more lighthearted, but then Mm. it took on its own charm. You know, it was always a guy in a suit and models. So there was like a kind of fun factor to the best of the Godzilla films. And this is missing the fun factor. There's nothing enjoyable or lighthearted about it. It's very heavy handed, very self-important. It's heavy handed. What, the sentiment or the sentimentality? Well, both. I mean, there's no reason to make you know, to belabour the origins so much, it looks like, and it doesn't have anything that would make it, like, an enjoyable update. Mm. You know, the one thing I've not liked about these kind of the new... I I think the old Godzilla film as well with Matthew Broderick is I think if a monster is coming up from the surface, I think it should just be there and people just trying to panic and work out what to do as it's happening rather than saying, no, we knew this day was coming and we've got all of these um, countermeasures in place. But, um, but isn't Godzilla the good guy? 
usually well not initially but um, in lots of subsequent films Godzilla teams up with other monsters okay. to defeat like an external threat often an alien yeah the previous film was in uh, Godzilla was a good game but I didn't understand the whole thing is, is anyone else getting the, the, the feeling that this um, uh, version of uh, Godzilla seems loosely connected to uh, the King Kong version that came out, I think, in 2015. I Kong, think that Kong was Star the. Island. That's like the master plan, which is why they had to make King Kong bigger so he could, like, physically go toe to toe with Godzilla. Okay. So, um, MKH, what do you think you've seen? And um, will you go and see it? No. Fuck Hollywood. What's <laughs> <laughs> it? The same same company same company made the uh, um, um, franchise. Fran- uh, <coughs> franchise. The Marvels. Thing, so right? are you give, are you saying you're giving this a miss? Definitely. Yeah. Why? I just don't like it. It's crap. What's the point? Like, what? Why? Why does Hollywood have to take everything that was good and make it crap? But I don't care if you put Millie Bobby Brown in it. Yeah. You can put Brian Cranston, Millie Bobby Brown. And Jesse Pinkman, I still wouldn't go and see that shit. He's not called Jesse Pinkman. I don't care what his name is. <laughs> but Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. But it's it's just stupid because uh, give me Jesse Pinkman going like, "What up, bitches?" <laughs> give me a, a a a a Japanese man in a in a Godzilla costume. St- Dumping on a miniature Japan any day over that shit. Actually, in saying that, I think Jesse Pinkman would sell a whole load of crystal meth if Godzilla did return. <laughs> it would probably be the only coping strategy that people had. But so you're saying like you are not giving Hollywood your blockbuster? Movie. No, no. Okay, okay so giving that one. Akosh, are you a Godzilla fan? No, absolutely not. Are you? Were you a fan of Kong Skull Island? Because it seems like this is an extension. Not of at the all. Franchise. What? Kong Skull Island, the film that came out in 2017. I, I saw that movie, but I, no, no, I didn't like it. Do you feel there's a connection? Because I'm, I'm seeing a connection between Kong Skull Island and this There movie. is a connection. The We've established there's a connection. Yeah. Sadly. But will you go and see this film at the cinema? No, absolutely no. Uh, what I about on think... Netflix? Online streaming? No, I, I, I don't think. If, if, I'm, if, if I have a very, very lazy evening, uh, maybe, but I'm not sure. Okay, we're gonna say that as a, call it as a no. Um, let's bring it back to um, Stephen. Hi. Um, what have you just seen? Or what do you think you've just seen? Uh, it's like I, I don't know. If, if someone had designed a film oh. specifically that I'd hate, mm-hmm. I, I think that this would probably be quite close. Yeah. What? what I mean, we've got a, we've got two viewpoints from. Uh, MKH and Akash. Why would you hate this? I, I, it's just big Hollywood. Explosions and stuff, and yeah. I don't like Mess that. Up. <laughs> I, I don't think Michael Bay's anywhere near this film, but it's like um, <laughs> um, you think it's too much. I, I, I'm not really an action film fan, yeah. so this isn't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would never watch it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the, I just need to say uh, we've watched a trailer that's already been viewed by twenty, nearly twenty million people, and it's got nearly three hundred thousand likes and 10,000 dislikes on YouTube and I'm just thinking we're in the 10,000 yeah we're, in the, we're probably going to make it 10,005 at the moment um, so Steve you're saying give it a miss I'll give it a miss I think I mean for me as an individual I'll let Dom call, put the final nail in the coffin but 
But um, the I it just feels like a cluster fuck of um, we've created this franchise and we've created this play, we've paved the way for this film to happen, whether you liked it or not. And we're just going to grab whatever hot hmm. topic stars are available and throw them in. So it seems like, an, I mean, Akash is putting up some feed now, which is telling us that Godzilla is going to meet um, King Kong. In, in 2020. Super, which obviously means we know one character is already going to survive this anyway. So whatever the way it plays out. So I think, for me, I'm going to give it a miss. I might watch the 2020 thing one day. I'll see how it Dom? Yeah, you called it, Trapper. It is a clusterfuck of a franchise. It really is. And um, back in the day when they had the Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, the plan was also to have a Godzilla franchise, and that didn't happen because the film bombed. And yet, I think a franchise based on the Matthew Broderick Godzilla, directed by the director of Independence Day, would still be preferable to the new one because this looks really poor and without anything that made the originals memorable. Okay, so we're going to throw the coffin into the in the empty burial hole in the ground on this one and say five passes and say uh, I don't think we've ever had like something this bad this recent but I would say Godzilla our recommendation keeps where is please avoid it like the plague save your money uh, there's quite likely going to be another film worth watching in 2019 don't bother going to see this at the cinema don't bother going to see this even on your streaming service um, we'll be over and out with that one um, we're going to introduce a new film every Godzilla from 1954 to 2017 mm. we might send me a link to that I like him he, he we, looks very happy <laughs> happy Godzilla happy Godzilla um, we might have to pull out save that we might have to pull out as a um, uh, link for the Twitter feed afterwards um, we're going to jump into the next trailer now um, do you guys happen to go for Bohemian Rhapsody and the Queen okay. uh, biography film uh, I don't think we reviewed it before. Um, Wait, are we still recording that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just checking. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because uh, what, are we worried for time? No, 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 just checking. Okay, cool, cool. It's um, 30 minutes now. So um, we're going to go for Bohemian Rhapsody and we're going to talk quickly about this. You can talk through the trailer if you want. So this is the life and times of Queen uh, during the Freddie Mercury. I feel better already.
Yeah, it looks alright. See? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm seeing what could be one of the best music uh, biography films that have come out for a very, very long time. I know it's about Queen as a band, but it does seem to be like Freddie Mercury's story, untold as it were, authorised by the band. I think Freddie Mercury's story might be more interesting than Queen's story. And the story behind Queen's songs, I think, is fine for documentary. Yeah. It might be a bit much in a dramatic film. Uh, I wonder how much of Freddie Mercury's private life will actually be. Yeah, yeah, because there seemed to be a female character that. Um, well, he did have <laughs> a, a girlfriend. Yeah, he was bisexual. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, on the IMDb, it says we're chronicling the years or leading up to Queen's legendary appearance of Live Aid, which is basically a time when everyone thought uh, Queen were kind of dead in the war and kind of has been banned but they kind of came back with like a stadium filling an energetic performance they actually killed it at Live Aid and apparently they bribed the sound guy to play them louder than any other band oh really? <laughs> yeah oh, that's interesting no that's not one to go the rock history legend footnotes um, Brian Singer he seems to be like one of the more appropriate directors but I think it's not his not his finished film I think it's his changed uh, middle of the shooting. Do you think Brian? I know no, no. Um, they changed the actor. They offered it to uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, to play no, Freddie no, no, Mercury. yeah, they did. They yeah. also offered it to Sasha Baron Cohen, who turned down the part of Freddie Mercury yeah. because he said it was too authorized by the band. Yeah, and yeah. And he also said that Freddie Mercury's death happens about halfway through the yeah. original script, yeah. and then the rest of the script is out how brilliantly Queen. Continued. continued without Freddie Mercury. Yeah, which probably <laughs> isn't quite true, but the, um, we've got to beg to differ with that because I, I think, for me, a lot of people's interest in Queen kind of died with um, Freddie Mercury, as it were. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Um, I mean, that, that's one of the reasons Sasha Van Cohen pulled out. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like, to compare it would be, I mean, it's probably like a lesser known band, but it's in excess trying to continue about Michael Hutchins or Nirvana trying to continue. Oh, the story of the Food Fighters. Yeah, the story of Foo Fighters. Um, well, yeah, because Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the thing is with the Foo Fighters, they. You, know, you have you have the Kurt Cobain film, and then yeah. halfway through, Kurt Cobain dies, and yeah. that's that. But, but, but it's the Foo Fighters story. <laughs> no, but the interesting thing about the Foo Fighters is another great band emerged from the death of um, the lead singer of one of the first band. Yeah, not quite as great, band. let's be honest. Um, Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters, are not that. Bad. Um, yeah. They're okay, they're alright. But the thing is, if you think of like Brian May and um, Roger, Taylor. Roger Taylor and who was left behind is John Deacon. Deacon. I'm not sure if um, Queen really continued as Queen. Well, in fact, John Deacon has also since retired yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, he's missed as well. I mean, yeah. not in stage presence because he's but, the yeah. most uncharismatic guy ever, but he was a great, great bass player. But, so uh, they're down to half of the original band now. Yeah, I mean, what I want to go back into is the um, the choice of actor because I think Sasha Baron Cohen is a great comedian, but I'm not sure if his character as an individual 
would have been so overbearing that it would have taken over the whole film. Then it would have had to been a Freddie Mercury story. And I think Sasha Baron Cohen could have played the shit out of um, a Freddie Mercury autobiography. Yeah. I think Rami Malek, who is probably more well known for um, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, thank you very much. Um, he seems to be a talented actor, but he seems to be a guy who just fits in with the program of what they already had on the table. And I think for the type of production they're trying to make, maybe Rami Malek is the solution. But um, I think there's some enough iconic moments to want to go and watch this film. I think the theory is that are we going to get a full 90 minutes, 120 minutes of Rami Malek, or is it going to be 60 minutes and then we've got to trudge through some very difficult moments with just the band on its own. So I might, just for the music and for the memories, I think I might watch this in the cinema. Okay, uh, one second, just just let you know that Brian Singer is fired in the he middle got of. Fired. Yeah, he got fired because he throws something to the, um, the lead directors. Yeah. An object and the replaced by Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher, Fletcher really from Press Gang. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the director's <Dexter>. good <laughs> of America. Dexter Fletcher from Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. No, he's from Press Gang and Lock, Stock. He's Spike. But he, so he Dexter Fletcher finished this film as a director. Uh, no, wow. this, this guy was. Wait, That's crazy. What the sort? What sort? This is? guy. Yeah, that is yeah, Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher. He, 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 fin- he finished the film, but uh, he, he was only just 16 days. On a 16 days? Yeah. And um, the. Uh, oh, was he a member of the cast um, like prior to taking over as director? I mean, was he on set to take over, or did they actually ship yeah, him in? Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a really random call to make if they like shipped him in to finish the movie. I mean, the thing is, there was another film where they shipped in another director to finish the movie. Not Dexter Fletcher. No, not Dexter Fletcher. What we really need now is that Um, guy who was in Press Gang 30 years ago. Get him here. (laughs) But the thing is, the solo film um, got Ron Howard on board after the directors of uh, the Lego movie were kicked out. So um, do we think that this film can be saved? Well, if Solo is any precedent, no, but hopefully Solo isn't the precedent. I mean, if the film culminates in Live Aid, that's a good place to finish. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess it would have been interesting to have a biopic of Freddie Mercury up until his death, but I mean, with an authorised version by the band, that was probably never going to happen. But, I mean, this is is the thing, I mean, this, this is the thing I'm trying to get my head on. It says a chronicle of the years leading up to Queen's legendary appearance at Live Aid concert. So that means it, it could potentially be the timeline of um, Freddie Mercury joining the band to Live Aid, which I think would span about 15, 20 years. No, about 12 years. 12 years? Because um, it's 1985, so it's like 1973 to 1985. Okay, that's Thank you very much. So it's like a 12-year period. Um, <coughs> if that is the, the circumference of the film... I think it's worth watching, but I think if it's going to be one of these films where it's like we're going to go ten years into the nineteen nineties and then come back as a flashback, that might ruin the energy of the story, you know, because it'll be exposition of what. But um, NKH, what do you think you see, and how does it fit for you? I'm not going to see it. <laughs> You're not impressed by Rami Malek. No, I'm I'm good. Is it a bad Freddie Mercury or is this a bad Queen film? I don't even know Freddie Mercury. 
Freddie Mercury. I know of him, but he's not something I've done extensive research on. I know he's in Queen. And this is, I mean, this is kind of interesting because you come from a different generation to us. So, you and you do you feel that the Queen anthemic songs that perhaps Dom, Steve, and myself know, and Akash obviously. Do you, do you think they've had any bearing or resemblance or semblance with your life or the music that you listen to? No. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. So As I could just say, no, not enough Muse, generation. Muse fans, Muse fans, and new Queen fans. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Because Muse are kind of modern Queen, I think. As in the big stadium, yeah, blowout kind of rock big, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think they're losing any revenue from me not listening to them. <laughs> but okay, so if there was, what's the it's Bellamy something? What's the lead singer? Oh, Matt Bellamy. Matt Bellamy. So if there was a biopic of Matt Bellamy from Muse, would you go and watch it? Uh, no. I'm sorry. I, I, you just haven't got me hooked. Okay. I'm. I'm. So you're just definitely not gonna watch this one. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, image, image, iconography-wise, you're not interested in seventies rock music. No, I think it's great. It's just not for me. I don't have to go and see it. I, I, I get what it means to everyone, but it's just not, not my bag at all. You're worried about like the, the potential man-on-man sex scenes that we could be watching. I've, I've watched lots of gay films. <laughs> Actually, no, that sounds crazy. So, Akash, what is your um, what is your take on what we've just seen just now? Is this a potential cinema job for you? Well, I'm not sure I go to the cinema. What do I want to see? You're not sure if you want to see it? No, I want to see it, but I'm not sure I'm going to the cinema. Wait. So, do you think stream it online? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. And um, what's the reason for that? Is it, is it, because this feels like big stadium music not to be, to be heard in an IMAX cinema. Is that not appealing to you? Uh, I don't know, it's just, I'm interested in the movie, but I'm not, I'm not, a, not a big thing, fan yeah. of these things. I, I, I mean, okay. what can I say? <laughs> no problem. And uh, Dom, what's this for you? Did it's you possibly a streaming job as well. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll probably wa- I'll probably enjoy it. I'm interested. I'm mm-hmm. slight warning signs over the change of director, the change of actor. Mm-hmm. I might be pleasantly surprised. Perhaps even the change of timeline is also a problem as well because. We don't know what we're going to be... But I'm prepared to be pleasantly surprised by this. Okay, cool, cool. So this is two streaming, one not seeing it. Steve, how do you call it? Um, It's either streaming or I don't think I'd bother. You've got to pick one, though. Um, um, I'll go by the reviews. Yeah. (laughs) And if the reviews are good, I'll stream. You're giving one of the reviews. Oh, I can't can't review a trailer. You Um, just (laughs) No, that's what um, we do. Oh, you're in the middle of reviewing a trailer and saying you need to review. I don't, I don't really care that much about Queen. I mean, I've got their greatest hits like everyone else has. But yeah. That's about it. Um, uh, yeah. Is it because you've seen so much and heard so much of their story? I, I feel like I, had, I do know their story quite well, so I'm yeah. not, yeah. Okay. Oh, I might have been interested in the kind of like if during their heyday they filmed a load of stuff yeah. and it was like a documentary. Yeah. Of clips that we haven't seen of them, like oh, you know, okay. on the road, like, or oh, when I they went to South Africa to Sun City. Yeah, that's that's not. I mean, okay. if that that, that will probably it. not be included <laughs> in the film. Yeah. Um, okay. So, why would that be so interesting? Steve? Well, because at the time um, there was a kind of cultural um, boycott of South Africa, Cause which because of apartheid, and Queen broke that and mm. went there and played Sun City. Cool. Fucking pricks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Between so like you were right all along there. You're feeling justified in um, not seeing it. Okay, so it seems like what we've got is... So you were not seeing it? I, I, I doubt. I mean, I may look at it if, if I'm very, very bored. Stream. Say my, my background, online background game is down for the day. Yeah. And I can only get on Netflix. Yeah. And that's the one of, say, three films on there. Okay, okay. Maybe I'd watch it then. Okay. It's a Brian May. <laughs> okay. Or may not. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to go for is we're going to say from Malachi, uh, MKH, we've got one not seeing it. And for me, I think if it's a certain seg- segment of the Queen era and the music, I might watch it tomorrow. And we've got three streams. So this seems to be a recommend for streaming this movie rather than watching it at the cinema. Seven Seas of Rise, fantastic song there, I just thought I'd say. Thank you. I do like that song. And Bicycle as well. Bicycle? Hmm. Um, (laughs) Dom, have you got a song, a Queen song to recommend? I've got Biscuit in my mouth. That's not the title of a Queen song, although that could be the title of a Queen song. Um, Biscuit in my mouth, I've got a biscuit in my mouth. Um, Yeah, let's say Another One Bites the Dust. Okay, and Akos, if you can't recommend watching this film, what song would you recommend from Queen that you like? Don't say Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> Not even Radio Gaga. Yeah, or Radio Gaga, I like it. I mean, but it's have a lot of songs in my mind. Okay, cool, cool. So, um, that's the end of Trader Trash Talk. Um, thank you for listening we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and that you've got three new recommendations of things that are or not worth watching uh, please remember uh, if you want to find us online you can listen to us on castbox.fm or stitcher.com otherwise uh, please be patient and we hope that Apple have given us approval so you can hear us on iTunes uh, this podcast has been brought to you by the blue snowball ice microphones and the optima hd projectors as well as audacity the audio recording app we are here to serve you and we can be found by the hashtag geeksweat that's hashtag g-w-e-k-s-w-e-a-t if you'd like to find our specific trailer talk hashtag trailer trash talk we watch films to save you hassle. You've been listening to the co-presenters of the salacious Stephen. Goodbye. The awesome Akosh. Take care, guys. The delicious Dom. Bye for now. The, the malicious MKH. Bye. And the tremendous Trevor. Uh, thank you for listening. Over and out.